you feel like there's a three-way title race on? It feels like it. There might be. Nobody thought so before City Liverpool. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Absurd. <clears throat> All right, we'll come to that. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 35 of Soccer Situations. This week, Trent Alexander-Arnold silences an already pretty quiet Eddie Had. We freestyle a turkey deep fry at home. And we've got a new league leader. Let's go. frothy week of club football after a drought of international break. Yeah, yeah, we made it through the international break. We finally <laughs> already having kitten problems. Yeah. 30 dude. seconds of the pod. We covered kitten zone last... Uh, <laughs> Gravy, your time is done. Okay. Last episode, we gave Gravy his spotlight, but let's He's face it... Stealing it again. I think every episode for the f- next few months are going to be kitten time. Yeah, whether we like it or not. You think Bailey's difficult to wrangle? Try this guy. <laughs> you know? But yeah, we made it. We're back. Yeah, coming off a hot Thanksgiving. Well, cold Thanksgiving. Yeah. How do you feel about it? Did you have a good one? Was, I know we were together. I'm yeah. acting like I don't know. It was a good Thanksgiving, I feel like. I mean, as usual, it's it's draining. <laughs> yeah. Having family in, in, in the house for a while. It's a lot in a, sm- in but, a smaller space. Yeah, we have a tight tight quarters, a lot of animals. Yeah. Yeah. Good times, though. But it was a good time. The food turned out great. The food turned out awesome, and that's all I really care about. Food was really good. Yeah, so we kind of somehow got into a tradition of deep-frying turkeys. I don't even. It I began mean, I, as a redneck joke, I assume. I think so, yeah. I My first um, awareness of turkey frying was obviously the a series of houses being burned down, I feel like, in the late 90s or early 2000s. Yeah, I was going to say, it was mostly... The dangers of it. Yeah, That's and there were lots of viral videos of hooligans doing it. And then all of a sudden, y'all wanted to do it, and I was on board. I think y'all might have done the first year without me. We may have. Anyway. So it was one of those random ones at Dad's house. Yeah. That was just like, yeah, yeah. who knows how we came up with that idea. I did a lot of lonely Thanksgivings in Chicago back in the day, too. Yeah. Uh, which were great. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, probably weren't the worst <laughs> thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Get some good Chinese uh, food. Yeah, something, anything, <laughs> anything. Dominoes. Sometimes there's so many. Yeah, you have options. Yeah, but anyway, this year we were together. Our brother Ian and his wife Anya were in town, mm-hmm. and we. Uh, it's always kind of a ramshackle situation getting the turkey fire together. This year we had it pretty well together until we realized we had everything except a thermometer, which is actually pretty key. Yeah, the thermometer is pretty important. Knowing that oil temp kind of determines the whole cook cook time yeah and everything. the drop temp and and the cook time yeah it's tough anyway we freestyled it we had no choice alex called him deemed himself master of the flame it's master of the flame you should just see me working that twisting that knob it is it, it is in. funny ian kept telling you to, to dial it back right yeah he kept trying to tell me to turn it down i was like no nah, we're good how'd you handle that were you 
Did like, you not oh, yeah, fake it? Yeah. I re- no, I definitely did. I reached down and turned it a little bit and then turned it right back. And now I, I need go, you to dial back right your back. mic. You sounded like you stuffed your mic inside your mouth oh. for a second there. <laughs> Got really excited about Sorry tricking about Ian. That. It was funny. Yeah, it was a good, it was a good trick. Yeah, but, don't get but it worked excited. out. Ian's easy to trick. It worked out for the best for all of us. It did. That turkey came out golden and delicious. It was really, it was a, the perfect, that was, might be the perfect one. It was probably the best one. Yeah, it was juicy. The skin wasn't burnt at all. Super crispy and nice. You know, we didn't get to inject it this year. Yeah. But it was still delicious. Maybe we've been sabotaging it with injections all along. It's possible. Yeah. We've ruined the beautiful turkey. We get pretty slapdash with those injections. We do, yeah. Because yeah, it's kind yeah, of a last minute. Yeah, <laughs> you just yeah, start st- yeah, yeah. <laughs> sticking stuff like in. Like I'm shanking someone in prison. Just all <laughs> over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? It's true. It is kind of fun, though. Yeah. Yeah, but for sure. All in all, it went well, I think. Yeah, super good. Anya whipped up some pretty amazing sides. Anya crushed the sides. Last year, we mocked Anya's uh, pumpkin pie. Came back to bite us. It was super delicious. So yep. this year, I made sure to help with the pie if necessary. There was Best of all, there was no help needed. Nope. And the pies were delicious. <laughs> the pies again. were delicious. I think Yet again. I have a little bit left in there. There's like two slices in there, I think. Yeah. With pumpkin pie after the podcast before bed. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, overall, it was all good, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, on to a, a slightly more somber note. Jeez, Jesus Christ, not to make this, like, cat grief podcast. We should, <laughs> or should we just pivot to being a cat grief podcast? But actually, for real, I want to give a shout-out to former um, pod guest and definitely friend of the pod, Graham. Oh, no. Yeah, Graham, who is a bar owner down in Chattanooga, he owns a great bar called Low Main. His bar cat was... Um, killed in traffic this week so no. uh hearts out to graham right now and his bar cat who i believed was named peanut butter she looked like a sweetie pie oh i'm sorry graham i know what graham's going through right now yeah we that's both hard. do very that's hard well. stuff yeah sorry about that graham um yeah not much you can say. That's a that's a painful one. Yeah, it's terrible. We're thinking about you. Uh, and Manchester United did you a favor. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think of a, a clever way to pivot to we'll that. We'll say Garnacho. I guess not everything has to overhead be clever. For, just for you, Graham. Just for peanut butter. That was for peanut butter. And Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else really going on. We've had our ups and downs, right? Yeah, yeah. Should, it's been should a we hectic, should we talk Star Citizen time period? Do you want to talk Star Citizen and ship gameplay? You haven't really done any ship shopping, have you? I didn't. I actually, well, I did the ship shopping on my laptop. I did mm-hmm. a lot of looking at ships and trying to decide if anything was better than what I had. Yeah, and I, I didn't find anything I really wanted that like the better than the ship I already have. This is a wise man over here. Not he might not look it, but <laughs> the grass is not always greener. People. Yeah, I like my ship. Ignore the FOMO. Yeah. Ignore the ignore the FOMO is such good advice in this day and age where the algorithm is always tricking you into oh, buying everything. It's just constant FOMO thrown in your face constantly. Remember when every, when everything was kind of boring and every now and then something limited edition and cool would come out and you'd actually be hyped as fuck to get it? Yeah, Now I feel exciting. like literally every single product is limited edition and yeah. kind of twee and hip in a way. It does feel that way. Stuff used to not be cool. You have you used to have to actually be cool and know where to go to secret cool stores to find cool stuff. And yeah, now they're everything weird little hobby is so fucking or... ugh, that it's I true. just want to. 
that's true. But Star <laughs> Citizen's a nice. But listen, spaceships are always cool. Yeah, and they're you know they're working. You might notice a different one on my wallpaper today. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about the change of ship. Yeah, somebody did do some shopping. I mean, there was exchanges made. <laughs> this is more of a, a home base for the organization, Ricky yeah. Martin. We're looking yes. for new members. If you have a really, yeah, we need a team to fly that massive. If you ship got a PC him, that so. likes to be abused, and you have a lot of patience for a game that's halfway built, yeah. If you don't mind wasting a few hours, you know, planning a big attack on something, and then it all just blows up in your face yeah. <laughs> as you're going to do it, and yeah. you just wasted two hours. Yeah. If you like game hours you. of logistics <laughs> and planning only for a game-breaking glitch to ruin your night. It's yeah. honestly pretty fun. <laughs> as long as you can laugh at it. You just got to be yeah. able to laugh at it. Yeah, so join us and start a lot of soon. laughing. It's great. I'm supposed to give a referral code, I think, if I do that. But Oh, yeah. Maybe we should fl- oh, oh, no, my iPad. Just That's actually iPad something I care about. Oh, no. A scary moment. I'm going to edit all that out. No one needs to know how clumsy I am. <laughs> um, I'm already giving them too many... Uh, too, too much many, evidence in too this many podcast. looks into <laughs> behind the scenes. Right? I'm supposed to not be moving in this podcast. Hold still. Yeah, it's perfectly still. Be graceful in the booth. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, That's probably enough nonsense. Do you have anything else? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, Littlefoot had their, you know, we did the small business Saturday. That was yes. fun. I would say it was a success. You know, it was fun. It wasn't super busy, but we had the Michigan-Ohio State game to go up against. Yeah. So I can't believe you don't want to talk about that. Kind of be, yeah. We can we can touch on that too since I brought it up. But yeah, the event was good. Cool. Um, but we can move on to Michigan Ohio State. Uh, I didn't get to watch a ton of the game, but Michigan won. Yeah, massive. Honestly, this just says a lot about being like a Lions fan and a Michigan fan. And I was just like, I didn't know what the score was till late in the game, and I was just expecting to like open it up and see Ohio State blowing them out or something. Oof. I was like, oh, God, I'm not ready for it. And then as soon as I refreshed the screen and they were up by, like, like 14, I think, when I when I first looked. Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, look at that. Maybe Michigan is the real deal. This is awesome. It <laughs> sounds like a more positive version of when United started being bad, and I used to be really afraid to, and traumatized. Yeah. Too traumatized to watch United games. I'd be like, oh. I don't want to put it on and see how good they are. Yeah. And then I'd put one on in recent times. He'd be like, oh, they're losing 3-0 to Bournemouth. Cool. (laughs) The nightmare's over. Right. (laughs) You know. But, uh, yeah. But, yeah, Michigan on to the Big Ten Championship. And then hopefully, I mean, if they win that, that's a guaranteed college football playoff. Sure. Would you say this game as a standalone is a historic game? Is it that important? Just give me the scale of how big this game was. Like this in this exact rendition of this game? Yeah, two Ohio and Michigan, the most hated rivals. Yeah. Meeting both undefeated. Both teams undefeated. Uh, I think they were two and three in the standings. Um, I mean, this game means it means a lot to the two universities. Obviously, they hate each other. This is the biggest rival in the Big Ten. Biggest rival in college football, really. Sure. But... They were both, yeah, it's, this is basically the game to see who is going to get to go to the college football playoff. Okay. They won't both get to go? It's always possible, though, Ohio State will still squeak in if there's, like, other teams with losses or teams drop it or blow it during their championship games. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like the whoever makes the decisions for the standings 
tend to love Ohio State, so it's always possible they'll squeak in somehow as well. Okay, gotcha. But, yeah, no, it's a huge game. Um, Michigan, I think this is three in a row for Michigan over Ohio State. Okay. Which is, I mean, my history of being a Michigan fan, that has not been the case. Okay. I know Michigan went on a good run when I was, like, super young. Yeah. But, no, my whole history as a Michigan football fan, they've just been getting absolutely dominated by Ohio State. So it's a big one. It's good to see Michigan putting together a good streak. Right on. Lots of drama with the coach being suspended still. It was his last game of his suspension. <laughs> That's right. That's a funny sideline. Yeah. Story. Yeah, right. Something relatable for football fans, I feel like. Yeah, there's always a manager getting suspended for matches. Right. We can move on from American football. Yeah, I was going to say, let's. Uh, we'll take a little break here, and then we'll come back and move on to the proper football. This episode of Soccer Situations is brought to you by Littlefoot Coffee. I mean, what can I say about Littlefoot Coffee? Um, they're not just friends of the pod, they're family of the pod, quite literally. Um, Alex started Littlefoot years ago after more than a decade of roasting experience, um, roasting coffee for some of the hottest, most fashionable and uh, most importantly, tasty specialty coffee roasters in America. My favorite thing about it is that it's just really high-grade coffee without a drop of pretense. You're not going to find a bunch of weird, savory notes that the roaster is passing off as intentional. It's just really sweet, comforting flavors that everybody wants in their coffee. And now, for a limited time only, you can get 15% off at littlefootcoffee.com. Promo code situations once again you can get 15 percent off at littlefootcoffee.com using the promo code situations okay we're back 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 yeah how about that riveting littlefoot ad riveting littlefoot ad might have been a new one might still be the old one could possibly still be the old one <laughs> Anyway. Still good coffee, though. Ah, the best. Either way. I want some right now. I I could use some right now. Yeah. (laughs) Let's dive into uh, the return of the Premier League. The game. big return. The kickoff I complained about the most. Yep. But I was also the most excited to see. Manchester City hosting Liverpool. Yeah, I can't ask for much more. Pretty Pretty much billed as the biggest game in the league right now, just based on the last five years of history. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. I noted this. I don't know if you saw this, but the pregame conversation was blatantly assuming Liverpool were the only title challengers. I wish I had taken some direct quotes, but I thought it was insanely disrespectful. And now funny the way that we can pan out, not right. to spoil anything. Yeah, we'll ahead. get to that. But. but yeah, they were all just kind of like, Liverpool are the only ones that could do this, right? And they're all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, huh. It was really odd. Which is funny because it's 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 also like a pretty drastic change from the start of the season. That's what it felt like. It just yeah, it felt like reactive takes of the moment, which is kind of the trend for most pundits. But they were being so calm and like it was just like like it was a matter of fact thing. Like we all just assume this, right? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I mean, there's no doubt that this is two of the biggest teams in the league that are going to be either one, two, or three. They're going to be in the top three mix. Yeah. More than likely. Liverpool are still figuring things out. We have a lot of inconsistency, and I could see us going on a little run of losses or a, a little slump. But 
for this game in particular, I was pretty happy. Really tense, grinding my teeth a lot through this one. City had a lot of possession. Uh, the first half especially, they looked really, really confident. Um, but not a ton, not as many clear-cut chances as I thought they were going to generate. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I watched. I, I actually got to see most of the first half, and I did notice that. It was it was pretty typical City yeah. moving the ball well, moving it around, but in dominating, controlling tempo, but yeah. not really threatening too much. Liverpool looked pretty good except nervous in the final third on the break yeah we had a few good counters that looked like it was about to be vintage Klopp and then in the final third there was there was there was that, like one pass miscommunication or, yeah there's just not that telepathic nature that Firmino uh Mane Salah had you yeah know? it'll come hopefully or maybe it won't but it's not there right now but you know it's fine we held in there Trent snatched a pretty cool goal it's nice to see the Scouser. Uh, I get the uh, equalizer in such a big game always, you know? Yeah. He ran to the crowd, gave him the, the silence. He really gave him a pretty ice-cold look. I don't know he was trying to who he was trying to channel. Right. But it, um, it was intense. It's funny because the crowd was so mild that earlier in the match, not long before that, Guardiola was actually trying to rile up the crowd. Trying to get people yeah, around. Yeah, so it. Trent didn't really need to silence them. I thought that was pretty funny, yeah. though. I think they got louder after he tried to. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure it went against uh, yeah. what he was going for. But yeah, I think um, maybe even the bigger news though is you see those boots, those Predators. Yeah, sick. Yeah, real throwbacks, dude. Yeah, they with look. the whole the old strap down flap over the lace. Have you seen the commercial? I haven't. No, is it a throwback <laughs> commercial too? Dude, it's sick. Uh. I don't know how Adidas feel about it. It's an advertisement letter that I can give it to them for free. Maybe I'll just insert it into the pot. Right. But uh, it's an Adidas. Maybe that's not the way to do it. We'll put a link uh, on the socials. Link. Yeah, right. But uh, it's sick, dude. They got a little kid to play Trent, but he looks exactly like young Trent. Amazing. Who, yes, I have been watching long enough to see young Trent come yeah. up to oh, the yeah. academy as a little kid, you know? Yeah, for sure. And, uh, yeah, it's about, like, young Trent being obsessed with uh, the Predator as a little kid. Because, of course, he was worshipping Gerard, who was the face of the Predator yeah, at the time. Yeah, he was Mr. Predator. And, uh, yeah, it talks about his obsession with Istanbul and yada, yada, yada. And he's like, I always knew I'd be back in him. And he slips on the new Preds, dude. Ooh. He's in the locker room. It's sick, Ooh. dude. Yeah. They look good, too. They look real good. Ooh, they look amazing. And for him to score a nice goal with them right away. It's funny because it was unanna- unannounced. And, yeah, he wore them unreleased. They're unreleased still. And, uh, yeah, he came out and scored that goal with them and then <laughs> announced the deal. <laughs> Pretty baller. Pretty, that's, yeah. I mean, Adidas is Adidas, like, yes. yes. Yeah. We are going to make so much money. Yeah. I didn't even realize Trent's been with Under Armour a long time, like since he signed his pro contract. Really? Yeah. So this is a massive step up for him. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. He's earned it. Apparently, it's like him, uh, Mbappe, and... No, wait. Is it Mbappe, Adidas? I thought so, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Bellingham. Apparently, those two and Trent are like the face of the new Adidas campaign. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I think... I'm surprised to see Trent in that trio, but yeah. Yeah. It's cool. I like it. Yeah. It's good for him to be there. Yeah. Anyway. I was happy overall. This is what my note says. We played a seven out of ten. We weren't overly threatened. I don't. I didn't see City as some insurmountable team this year. That's for sure. No, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. Which has been nice. It's been nice to see. Yeah, and obviously, like I said, it's like a, a, as an Arsenal fan, it was a little soothing to see the way this game went, just because it was like neither team really dominated. They both have flaws. Yeah. So it's like okay, this is this is an open race, right? This is gonna be an open race probably till the end. Totally. 
I didn't like our lineup in that game at all, which is uh, yeah. You said nervy lineup before it even started. Yeah. Oh, for sure, dude. I didn't like that midfield. The defense is pretty makeshift, although you know I love Joel Matip. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's funny. I think you said you tuned in just in time to see him out sprinting uh, Doku. Yeah, he was flying past Doku on the way out and like up the wing. It yeah. was amazing. He's secretly super, super fast. It was funny. I think they <laughs> yeah. were they were all talking about that when the new FIFA ratings come out. They always do like a YouTube video of the players being shown their ratings. Yeah. And yeah. I think I remember them laughing because his speed rating is slow and they're all like, He's the fastest guy on the team, actually. He's so quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nobody he, knows it. He burst past Doku with ease with, while carrying the ball. Yeah, he might not have the acceleration, but once those legs are in full stride, dude, he you can, couldn't stop him. He's like a gazelle, dude. It's crazy. Anyway, that's enough of that. Let's move on to Newcastle hosting Chelsea. I thought this was going to be a, a more tightly contested game than it was. Yeah, Chelsea uh, didn't really show up. They had kind of reverted back to the mess they've been over the past year or so. Yeah, it seemed like at the beginning of the match, they looked like maybe they were in it. Like they were, you know, they were getting a couple chances, a lot of like terrible efforts by Gallagher in particular. True, true. But, you know, Sterling is having a ton of fun in general right now, and you could see it today. He was scored a cracker like, of a free kick, too. Oh, that free kick was amazing, yeah. Classic. But even before that, you could he, you could see him, like, literally smiling during counterattacks, just sprinting down the field. But he was, like, grinning. He's like a, like little, a little kid. kid again. He was having a ton of fun, dude. It is wild. He's looked good. It's yeah, good for him. I gotta turn it on your mic. You keep, keep cracking. You keep mean mugging it. It's fine. It's, I shouldn't have uh, turned it up. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Sterling was ripping. Scored a beautiful free kick to equalize after Alexander Isak back, got back in the goals with a, a really nice turn and finish. Although yeah. I was watching the defense and the replay of that. Um, yeah, I was literally just recapping that game before the pod because it was probably the one I watched least closely. Mm-hmm. Whew. That defense is standing off him for yeah, that there, turn. There's basically three guys in a line. Mm-hmm. And then he's standing next to them with and about a yard a on either ball. side of him. Yeah, they I play mean, just like a straight ball through to him, and yeah. he just takes it and turns. In real time, I assumed it was like a really, really slick touch and turn. Yeah. It's actually not. He kind of loses the ball in his feet and still has the time has to turn around and day. get it back out. Yeah, it's not actually that smooth of a turn. Not at but all. of course, the finish is tidy and uh, yeah, no shade. Yeah, yeah, big fan. But anyway. Yeah, Sterling equalized after that, but then Newcastle pretty much just took charge. Yeah. They looked way too strong for Chelsea. They scored some pretty easy goals. Kind of bossed him. Pochettino called his team soft in the post-press. It's pretty good. That. He was furious. Yeah. Uh, guess what, Poch? They are soft. You still have some work to do in the locker room before uh, before you do the work yeah. on the pitch. I know you've already done a lot, a lot. of work. There's more to do, though. probably exhausted. But yeah. You have a lot of work to go still. Right. Yes. Yeah. All right, Alex. The Premier League has a new league leader. Let's talk about Brentford 0, Arsenal 1. It was a uh, – it's funny. It feels – I guess I kind of feel similar to the pundits maybe where it's just like we're quietly going about business. Like I'm kind of not even realizing going into this. And like I think I heard it at some point watching the match that we were going to be on top afterwards. Mm. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we are going back top. That's going to be nice. You didn't have that thought as soon as City-Liverpool drew? I mean, as soon as you guys drew, I, I mean, I, I knew in the back of my mind we could go top, yeah. but I wasn't I wasn't really thinking about it like that. That's funny, because when we drew, I was like, fucking Alex is fist pumping somewhere right now. I mean, it was the perfect <laughs> result for us, yeah. Uh, I told somebody I saw at the warehouse right after that, I was like, oh, it's the best result possible for us. It really is. <laughs> and I, I'll admit, I said before the game, I would take a draw at the Etihad. 
I didn't even mention, but City hadn't lost there, or they had won 23 straight there. Oh, wow. We ended a 23-game win streak at home. That feels good. Of course, you want to end that streak with a a defeat, but uh, I'll take it, dude. Take it. Anything to stop it. Yeah. Stop a streak. But yeah, it's funny. Back to to Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, I think this, I saw Thomas Frank saying that they should have won this match. Hmm. Um, And I will say, Ramsdale did not have a great game. <laughs> the throw. Those poor nerves. Those nerves. That dude is clearly rattled. Shook. He, he is, is shook. So I. Mikel really dug himself a hole here. He dude. did. He broke that man. He. Mm, he's he's got him in a man. bad spot. I don't want to say he broke him yet. But he needs to. He. He has to give him something was, to get him out of this. It was hard to watch. I mean, that throw was horrible. He's just. Yeah. He just the, the confidence is gone. You could not get a more His clear kicks, depiction of almost, shattered confidence. I mean, Zinchenko and Declan Rice both cleared balls off the line. Mm-hmm. Um, so he got a clean sheet, which is good. I'm happy he got it for his confidence. You've never in taken the end. those boys out for him, but those tonight, boys though. did a lot of work for him. Yeah. Um, so um, I could I can see where Thomas Frank is frustrated because they could they had chances to score. Yeah. Pretty easy goals. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, Arsenal team still seemed fairly dominant and confident. Uh, you know, Kai Havertz, the dream story coming back from an international break. Yeah. Where he caught headlines for playing at left back and scoring for Germany. A lot of people were talking about him. Yeah. Should be noted he asked to be in the He wanted to for play left back. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, I like it. I like his attitude. Um, I like that he's just like wants to do anything he can to be better and to good, get back on track. Good header too. Great header. It yeah. was nutmeg, wasn't it? Nutmeg, the keeper <laughs> at the near post. Very casual, very precise. He just kind of casually walks, like comes up to the back post and just nods it right down between the keeper's feet where he can't get to it. Yeah. And then just off with it. He has a little funny like moose. The little face celebration as he's running away. Is that his thing? I don't. I mean, I think he has a lot of celebrations <laughs> that he does that are like his <laughs> thing. We just never see them because he never scores goals. Yeah, it's only finally Sorry. scoring goals Sorry, now. Okay. Um, um, but I don't know. I like it. It's, it seemed like a a confident finish, and like a, a like his celebration. I like to see the confidence. Sure. Him going right for it. Um, yeah. Regarding Arsenal in general and the title race in general, I don't think. It's been stated enough what a difficult game away to Brentford is. Yeah. I just mentioned City's 23-game home winning streak, but Brentford fucking win at home all the time, or they never lose at home. They don't. They are very hard to beat at home. Yeah. Um, And it's a place Arsenal have notoriously not gotten points from. Right. Um, Yeah, huge result. And, it, you know, it took us a long time to get the goal, but we looked confident and control even with our keeper you know throwing us some curveballs in there some literal curveballs in there for a bit but yeah. uh you know I, our defense looks really solid Declan Rice couldn't be much of a better signing um if we can get Kai Havertz going that's just like a cherry on top right mm-hmm. now so yeah it's looking good things are looking rosy in Arsenal's camp right now right on pretty happy about it <laughs> <laughs> We can move on from that. Well, you're going to be even happier. Let's move on to Tottenham. (laughs) Oh, yes. Perfect. One, was it? Aston Villa three? I didn't actually put the score in. Um, Tottenham one, Aston Villa two, right? They didn't get a third, did they? You're just thinking about it because that's Tottenham's third straight defeat? (laughs) Yeah, maybe that's what it was. (laughs) There's lots of threes in my notes. Uh, As in, Young Man's son had three goals ruled out for offside in this game. It's a magic number. That hurts. I saw the third one. He was not happy about it. Was it tight? (laughs) 
I just mean unhappy because he was clearly like, God damn it, I've been offside all game, dude. Yeah, can't catch a break. Yeah. Frustration continued. Tough stuff. Uh, anyway, yeah, we know Tottenham going through a bit of an injury crisis. We're big uh, Ange post fans. Yeah. He's doing his damnedest to keep them in it. And they did look really strong. They went up one They should nil. have had at least a point out of this game. Yeah, they looked really, really good. I don't know if I will say they should have had a point because Unai is a candy motherfucker, and it seemed <laughs> like Aston Villa tactically kind of grew into that game. They let them wear themselves out a little bit. I, I mean, it seemed like it. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's not a bad. It's a great tactic coming off of an international it break. It felt like a deserved result by the end of the game to me. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I'll say that ball from Douglas Louise for Pau Torres' goal was unbelievable. Sick. What a classic header. I crossed to a header. Like, yeah. Whew. Ollie Watkins' finish was super, super nice, too. Beautiful. Yeah, the, his take and finish was beautiful. Right. Very classic striker goal. I think, did Douglas Luiz play that ball as well? I don't remember. He may have. We uh, No, Tielemans. Tielemans played that one. Nice. Yeah. Good to see him getting an assist. Aston Villa move into the top four with this win. Massive. I know I saw you, that. How long do you think they'll stay there? <sighs> I mean, if you, if you look below them, Tottenham are falling apart right now with injury. In crisis. United, United resurgent, but that's kind of a paper tiger. Yeah, I wouldn't. I still think. You think Newcastle's the threat? Five points back? Newcastle has still yet to put a real solid run together. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. They could hold on to it for a while. Brighton are having a little bit of a slump, a little bit of a rebuild slump, considering the players they lost last year, sitting down an eighth on 22 points. <laughs> I'll say this, though. Villa have City and Arsenal coming up back to back. Ooh, well, so big test. I love that. That's a statement there. Then we'll see. And that's also, I mean, that's great for you as a Liverpool as well. For sure, I love that. All Villa around. could easily take points off of both of us. Love every aspect of that. But I do <laughs> love it as a serious examination of Unai Emery's Aston Villa a yeah. few years into the project now. Yeah. This we'll see. Um, Six days apart, he has City and Arsenal. Yeah. I will be happy to reassess them um, after that. Let's talk about Everton nil, Manchester United 3. So, last week I was kind of frothy, frothily pro-Everton for the first time ever in my life. Yeah. I do think it's really unjust what's happening to them in regards to this the penalties. For sure. But, anyway... I predicted like a rampant Goodison just bouncing and Everton's grievances with the uh, injustices of life. Injustices. Lighting a fire under the team. Yeah, and, and them um, welcoming a pretty mediocre Man United as an ideal, like visible uh, statement win. You yeah. Know? They, yeah. Everything was there for Everton to take it, and they just fucking Everton did up, dude. Uh, it starts going. The Everton way before they even kicked off the day before Luton, who have barely kicked a ball this year, yeah, managed to scrap three points against Crystal Palace the day before. Yeah, so going into this weekend, Everton could have clawed themselves right back out of the relegation zone, which would have been this massive statement, right? Yeah. After after being Had deducted feel, ten points, by that the would league. have felt amazing for amazing. them as a club. Luton pulls this miracle win off, and all of a sudden, Everton are five points clear of safety. Or like, south points, of safety. Yeah, south of safety. They can't climb out now. No, no. And then United actually shows up to Goodison. Yep. 
the worst their worst fear show happened and United showed up to play. They even brought their favorite thing, a bicycle kick that'll be shown on commercials for thirty years. <laughs> the true foundation of Manchester United. We we're just getting free of the Rooney one and now they got this. I know. It's honestly it's like they it's seriously like they the they script it for the Premier right? League Premier League advertising says it must happen every yeah. every ten years we need a new one from Manchester United. Post match stuff on NBC was literally a direct comparison between the two. Well, I mean, immediately before, like as soon as he scored it, I was seeing it everywhere on social media. This is the greatest goal. This is goal of the season. It's over. This no, is they're goal. calling it a Premier League all timer. And I'm like, I'm like, bro, it's I'm pretty sure relegated Everton. I don't know the exact quote, but I I I was reading his like post match interview as well, mm-hmm. and it also seemed just so arrogant. Oh, really? <laughs> Basically, like, yeah, I hit it, and I thought that's a goal. That's when it went in. I was like, I that's that's got to be a goal of the year kind of candidate. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Would you? Are you really thinking about that? Yeah, I probably would. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but I'm like, you, hey, it just got. I mean, for me, it sums up United right now. It's just like A these guys bit. are just trying to more do like flicks with, and tricks and score magical more goals. More concerned with glamour than anything else. Yeah. yeah, like. But let's give it to him. It was a sick goal. Dude. It was. It was beautiful. You have to give it to him. It was like his first goal of the year, though, and it was against Everton. So he does need to settle down a little bit. Yeah. But also, we're trying to be nice to Graham this week. Oh, that's true. So Sorry, let's, Graham. let's stop bagging on United. <laughs> it was a good 3-0 win. And you know what? I actually flipped again before the game was over. It's like, you know what? Thanks, United, for beating up Everton. I'm enjoying this. Yeah. It was actually the final goal, which was actually a really nice build-up play. And it ended true. with a lovely little Henri-esque chip over Pickford. Just a casual little loft. Just a finish nice. Just to really rub it in. Anthony Martial. Yeah, it was great. I will say nice to, goal. to United fans, uh, I'll give you credit because I saw a lot of Arsenal social media making fun of them for uh, Kai Havertz having two goals and like basically all of United's young boys having one goal. Yeah, they all scored and they, today. And they all scored together. To, so yep. congratulations to them for turning that on its head. Yeah, good day for United. It's um, got to feel good. Potentially, terrifyingly, a brighter future for United. Supposedly, oh, no. new ownership served. Is Ratcliffe going to make it happen? He wants to bring in Michael Edwards, former director of football at Liverpool Football Club. No. I'd like to imagine Michael Edwards would turn them down. Does he have loyalty? Out of loyalty to Liverpool? I don't think so. Though. I think he's all business. He's a numbers guy, He seems man. like he's a businessman. He's, uh, he's, I think he's Stone Cold Accountant. That could be an absolute nightmare. It's literally... Defcon five is that the high or one is that the highest? I don't know. Whatever it it's is, burn it down. The worst case scenario is Manchester United signing Michael Edwards. I thought he was doing a thing where he was going to help all these clubs out at once, and did yeah. he have some magical plan? Some kind of independent on? consultation group. Yeah, just doesn't he want to do that instead? Yeah, give them our oh, Michael. No. Isn't that his passion project? Do you know how stressed <laughs> I get when I read about Michael Edwards going anywhere? Yeah, no. I, I low key think I actually rate him as the most important person in all of football just based on my reactions to see him signing with other teams i fucking freak out every time i see it dude (laughs) it's funny because i I don't think there's many behind the scenes guys that i pay attention to that have left arsenal not many people i would think about not many people have experienced like such a sudden and dramatic revolution as liverpool saw under him it's true it was such an insane rebuild dude and it was so much value with every purchase people coming out of nowhere dude yeah, the, I mean, the purchases were insane. I, it was the ideal as a football That's fan. That's like being a, like a, a GM in, like, at the NHL or in the NFL and just banging Dude, there were no draft misses. picks just There were left no right. misses. They were just killing it. Yeah. Love that dude. Miss him. Yeah, let's hope. 
that's that could be an absolute nightmare. Yeah. Let's hope that's just rumors. Yeah. You know who doesn't need Michael Edwards is Real Madrid because they just buy whoever they want and they have all the money in the world. All they should do is whisper to the papers that they're interested in a player. Yeah. And then that player just says, yeah, I would like to go there now. Yeah. The papers are, <laughs> in fact, already reporting that Real Madrid have see- have made all the backdoor financial maneuvers to bid for both Kylian Mbappe and Erling Haaland this summer. New era of Galacticos. As, as much as I like hate that as... Uh... A thing, and as our for our, any of our Champions League hopes, mm-hmm. I would love to see Holland get pulled out of City, <laughs> of <laughs> nice course. and early. Of that would you want to see that. The <laughs> idea that, of just the sheer majesty of him with Mbappe too is, is interesting. Honestly, the idea of a new Galacticos also is interesting to me. I actually don't hate it. Sometimes I get a soft spot for it because I recently watched some of that Beckham doc, mm-hmm. and when. <laughs> Again, you see the locker room with Ronaldo and Figo and Zidane, mm-hmm. and you're just like, this is kind of awesome, actually. Why, why is it for some reason to me that I don't, it doesn't bother me with Madrid? I know. When Madrid does it, they're like the Yankees, where I'm, I, I just don't care. It's like, this is what they do. They're just it's, so, it's so part of their identity. They wear all white, they buy all the good players, they, mm-hmm. they win things. Like, that's it's just like who they joke. are. Yeah, it yeah. really is baked into their identity. Yeah, it doesn't bother me that much, though, because of that. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah. That's fine. I mean, it sucks. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It I mean, sucks. But... Who's ever going to win a Champions League again if they put that back together? Right. It's a nightmare. It's an absolute nightmare situation. Insane stuff. Should we pop over to J League for maybe the first time? Ooh. Caught a random J League headline. Vissel Kobe, which is a name I've heard enough to be surprised. They won their first J League title this year. Oh, really? Yeah. Just a few months after dismissing Andres Iniesta, mega signing there in Japan. What? Um, apparently he was really dragging him down, dude. I mean, Iniesta is old. And he, I mean, have you seen photos of him playing over there? Yeah, dude. He, he looks like an old man. He was past it like five years ago. Yeah. And they cast him off, got rid of him. And I'm like, Saudi Arabia, look at this. Can you look at this? Can you look at China? Can you see that this isn't the way? It's not the way. Spending all of your resources on like has-been superstars. It's not how you make a league Leave or make a team. alone. He's a has-been <laughs> superstar. You don't want this. Yeah, you don't want that. He's, his best days are behind him. Yeah, but congrats, Vissel Kobe. Yeah, that's amazing. Happy to bring some J-League coverage to the also, podcast. Also funny that they dropped Iniesta and then won. Yeah. Dead weight. Who would have thought? I love Iniesta. I don't want to disrespect him either. No, but I was going to say, who would ever think that that would be associated with him in his career? Unrealistic to think he would be like a top-shelf asset to a football team at this stage yeah. in his career. Yeah. He's not a, exactly a physical specimen anymore. No. Uh, I've got a, a Serie A headline here worth talking about. This one. Yeah, dude. AC Milan gives a debut to the youngest debutante in Serie A history, a 15-year-old striker. Francesco. Oh, why didn't I type his last name here? I bet you I did and Gravy deleted it. Gravy. God damn it. I'm going <laughs> to have to edit this. Francesco. Is he, maybe he's like a Brazilian uh, Italian. So he just goes by one name. <laughs> oh, I just Googled Milan 15-year-old. I'm getting put on a list. Uh-oh. <laughs> Francesco Carmada, the youngest Francesco striker Carmada. in Serie A history. Amazing. Yeah, comes on. And I did some research. I watched some vids, dude. I did my own research. Is he good? This kid, dude. A lot because he just made his Serie A debut. Yeah. Most of it is 
<laughs> There's a Twigs cameo. Twigs is yelling in the back. Obviously, most of it is Academy play. And let me yeah, tell you, yeah. this kid, it looks like Erling Holland playing against kids. Yeah. The build is out of control, dude. Oh, is he Is he one of those? He's, he's another superhuman? He's got. It looks like he's got everything, dude. He, Uh-oh. For the, but you see it right away, the physicality, dude. You're like, that kid is fucking massive. And yeah. then you see him running, and you see his touch, and you're like, oh, shit. He's 15 years old, dude. This kid's another super athlete. Yeah, so I'm watching highlights, and it's Academy stuff, and he just looks insane. And it's funny. I, I know we talked about fucking the early onset puberty cases last week. Yeah. And we obviously, we yeah. don't want to make this fucking puberty hormone corner. pod any more than we want to make it cat grief pod, puberty pod, <laughs> puberty pod. But no, seriously, dude, he looks insanely big. But anyway, then I watched his his debut against Fiorentina. Yeah. And you're looking at this 15-year-old kid put his back against center backs in Syria and holding them yeah. off, dude. Some of the meanest center backs in the world. Solid, muscular hold-up play from a 15-year-old. It's insane, dude. I oh, mean, I was the scrawniest little tiny kid in the world at 15. He looks like a fucking tank, dude. And it, his game looks really solid, dude. All kinds of different finishes from range, tidy little flicks, everything, dude. It looks like he's got it all. I'm terrified of him already. And want to keep a little bit of an eye on him now. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, even to be getting a look in that Milan team up front right now, because they've got strikers. They've yeah. Got, they've got some some good people up front. So for him also to be getting that look at 15 in a decent team, mm-hmm. it's not like they're, they're scrounging for talent. Yeah, no. He is undoubtedly, undoubtedly one to watch. Anyway. Uh, I also noted he did miss he missed kind of a tap in on his debut. I'm not going to say it was a sitter because he was under a bit of pressure. It was fast play, but yeah, uh, yeah. But everything else looks so positive, dude. It's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, Francesco. It's always fun when Camata. you see you get to see a new player like that when they're emerging. Yeah, and now, like you said, you get to keep an eye on him, see if he develops. Yeah, I don't. I wonder see if any how of these much big clubs move in for him. I wonder how many minutes he's going to get, and if this is going to be a regular thing. Because obviously I don't subscribe to Milan's academy. Uh, yeah, so if you don't, if he goes back to the academy, can't yeah. attack. It's hard to imagine based on what I saw, but also you don't want a 15-year-old to get too many minutes at the top. It's gonna burn him out. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, ease him in. I mean, that's a, that is a that is a child. But check him out for real. It's insane, dude. I'll look up. I'll, I'll do some some YouTube video watching after this. Mm-hmm. Well, should we look Which ahead? That's all dive. I've really got in the notes. Do you have anything? I don't have anything else. No, we can take a look. We still we still have one game for the week, right? Fulham, uh, right? Fulham and Wolves tomorrow. Tomorrow, hmm. So We're actually recording on a Sunday ahead. for once. I really want to get back on Sunday nights for Monday releases. <laughs> yeah, well. yeah. So so we can we can talk. You know, Fulham and Wolves. Fulham not having a great start to the season. Mm-mm. I love Fulham. Friends of the pod, not I, good. And Marco Silva, I like him, but I don't know think, if you I like think, Marco Silva. <laughs> you got to think he's got to be close to under pressure here and be looking at getting a sack soon, right? They haven't done a whole lot under him. No, they're sitting. And if they're hovering above points. the, they drop any lower than that. They have enough talent there. The Premier League is so crazy now. If you look at the teams above them, I think the only one they can be justifiably mad about is Forest. Right. Then you've got Palace, Wolves, Brentford, Chelsea, West Ham, 
pretty well-established mid-table Premier League teams. There's so much depth in the league now. I say they should be. I would think they could be fighting there with Forest and Palace. I think they should be. I don't disagree. I above. could see them in there with Brentford and Wolves in Chelsea. Because Palace have been kind of a mess as well. And look, they're only one win away from that crowd. It's true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that section's so tight, it'll mm-hmm. turn around a lot mm-hmm. week to week. But Palace just lost to Luton. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Anybody can beat anybody. Unpredictable in that pack (laughs) there in the middle. But, yeah, looking ahead to next weekend, Arsenal kicks. Actually, we have no early kickoff. No early kickoff next week. That's very strange. It's a unique take. Right? I don't like that at all. And even split between Saturday and Sunday games. Is Uh, Is this the beginning of the festive fixtures? Is that why you think they're switching times around? Could be. I don't know. Who knows what goes into the thinking of the fucking... Mega. Oh, you know what? What? I bet it is because there's games, midweek games too. Oh, sure enough. So we are heading into the festive fixture yeah, congestion. Let's go. So Those players haven't been playing enough. Let's kick them in the balls. Yep. Yep. Fatigue. Send them back out in. there. <laughs> Ready the needles. <laughs> yeah, I see it. I see a uh, Saturday, December second kickoff, and a Tuesday, December fifth kickoff for Arsenal right got now. So many games That's to fun. talk about. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to pick a couple out for the next pod. Yeah, let's do so it. we're going to record on next Sunday. We'll have Manchester City hosting Tottenham Hotspur. Huge to talk game. About. We'll have Chelsea hosting Brighton and Hove Albion to talk about. Fun game. We'll have Newcastle hosting Manchester United. That's going to also be a good game. Those are the headlines. Those are massive Those are games. Peak headlines. All the three of them. we got Liverpool hosting Fulham and Arsenal hosting Wolves. Yeah, Brentford, so, Luton. Those are yeah, good stuff. We're getting down to the bottom of the of the uh, Lollapalooza billing where you just <laughs> yeah, find right? print. But yep. you know, that's a good week coming up. Big week, three stunners. Yeah, and then fun games for Liverpool and Arsenal. Yeah, that's how you like three. It. Yeah, what that'll be a great weekend. I just guarantee we both lose. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you know, that's fun. That's okay. There's ups and downs. I mean, this I hate this time of year. Honestly, this this festive fixture period is so stressful. It gets. I mean, it's either really good or really bad. Yeah, it can go either way. When Liverpool won the title, it was on Boxing Day that I knew we were going to win it. We came through this run of super super dense fixtures, and we had some real statement results. And uh, yeah, no, I could feel. I think we came out ten points clear, and. with like a real stomping like celebration victory over Leicester on Boxing Day. Nice. And I was like, this team's ready to fucking go, dude. Yeah. I mean, this is the time that you see teams falter or or power through it. Because mm-hmm. this builds you up to the then transfer, January transfer window. Uh, which, like, you know, you set, set in the tone going into the transfer windows, everything. Because, you know, do you buy big on your championship run or do you, you know, stay put? If you're Liverpool, you, you stay put. If you're... <laughs> I'm sure City, Chelsea, <laughs> United, Newcastle. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the most egregious example. Probably Chelsea. But Chelsea are looking at some sanctions, too. I wonder if they're going to be a little more careful with the spending this winter. Maybe after Probably Everton's uh, case. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. City still haven't been punished yet. so City claim that their case is 100% different than Everton's. I don't know what that means legally. Yeah. If it's not the same charges they're facing or what, but... It all sucks. It does. But 
but the football continues it and does. it will be entertaining still yeah and we'll be back with it next week i think we're about good for this one what do you think let's do it wrap it up you feeling pretty good yeah talking about a lot of football <laughs> hey you even <laughs> snuck in some american college we got american college football in this week too yeah all right alex good stuff yeah good job until the next round we did it dude we got an episode out on Sunday. Yeah. Well, well, we got an episode in the can on Sunday. <laughs> Get that file uploaded. Yeah. Our phone, my phone's going to be burning hot trying to upload that file. All right. Later, y'all. Have a good week. Later, y'all. Soccer? Situation. Situation.